Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. And let's talk more about the latest in China. Joining us is Anna Tangan, Senior Fellow at the Taiha Institute from Beijing. Uh, I think probably the best thing, Ina, is just to ask you what you are seeing on the streets of Beijing as, as we watch these images of protests in uh, Beijing, Shanghai, Hangzhou. Uh, we know that there was heavy police presence overnight, which thwarted another night of, of bigger unrest. But, but what's the mood like at the moment? Well, the mood right now is is watchful. I mean, people are trying to see what's going to happen. Obviously, very quiet night uh, last night. And it, it, as um, pretty much as that's what's going to be expected going through, it would be a surprising if you see a resurgence of these kinds of uh, protests. Uh, they're not only, um, you know, uh, difficult in terms of civil unrest, but the, also it's counterproductive if you're out there in large crowds uh, during a, a spike. Uh, it's greater more likely than not that you're going to pass it on to people around you and then they're going to take it home so maybe we don't see much more in the way of protesting but that doesn't necessarily mean that pressure what's the force underneath it is going to subside might there not be uh, an increased risk that down the road we could see something on a larger scale Doug, uh, you know, th that is a concern. But I mean, right now you, you see the government rapidly moving to diffuse the situation. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they start coming out with metrics that make it more, more clear what people should expect. Um, one of the things is they have to get a little tougher on vaccines. Uh, they have a large elderly contingent uh, who have never gotten the vaccine because China was so successful uh, early its days with only 5,000 deaths. And uh, I mean, less than 6,000 deaths total, um, people were kind of lulled into the sense, well, why should I get a, a vaccine? You know, I don't know anybody who has it. It doesn't seem to be a risk. Now they need to get those people on board. It can't open up uh, safely without these people being vaccinated. Even the vaccination itself is no guarantee, but it's the best defense in addition to things like Paxlovid and things like that. So that's obviously the most pressing thing that needs to be completed before China considers reopening and, and why the government is being so harsh here with uh, the restrictions. In your view, though, with these protests that are, that are building and, and unrest and people turning to uh, what China calls so-called foreign apps that they have to get around the firewall to use, how does this, the, the popularity, uh, the people power, I should say, perhaps change the dial? When do you think we could see President Xi back down here? 
Well, I don't think you're going to see any kind of back down. I mean, they're going to still be expressing this zero COVID policy. But you, you even beforehand, um, the reason we are where we are is because they were adjusting it. They were cutting down the uh, number of days that you had to be in quarantine. If you're coming from outside, they were uh, loosening restrictions, taking a much more surgical approach to it. Uh, but that resulted in the spike. And as a result, um, that, you know, people said, oh, my goodness. And then there was uh, the... Uh, the World Cup, where uh, many you know citizens were seeing uh, people you know in huge numbers and crowds and stadiums and um, you know the players hugging each other and things like that, and they're thinking, well, maybe the um, pandemic is over. Well, it isn't really over, and you know the science is still there. They need to get to a metric of about 60% of the people vaccinated within the last six months. So either a booster or a complete vaccination. Uh, otherwise, it's just uh, they, they fear that their medical facilities could be overwhelmed. Do we need to talk about the efficacy of the vaccines? I mean, in the case of China, some of the vaccines domestically produced have been not as effective as Western vaccines. And I'm thinking in particular of the mRNA shots. A few weeks back, though, Beijing did approve for emergency use the BioNTech vaccine for foreign expats. Is there a point where you can see Beijing may be looking to or for wider adoption of these Western produced mRNA vaccines as a way to to kind of tackle the situation? Well, I hope so. I mean, science should uh, not be politicized. And, you know, that goes both ways. Um, China has, uh, I think, two or three mRNA uh, vaccines, which are in trial, but it's going very slowly. Uh, obviously, uh, it, you know, one option is to adopt uh, the mRNA vaccines that are done. There is some trepidation. They say, well, you know, it hasn't really been tested. If we approve this, you know, this isn't like a two-party system where we can just sit out the next time because we made a mistake. Uh, one party means that there's only one group that you can look at to, in terms of responsibility. And, and this is one of the things that's really holding China back is that there's this fear of doing something wrong. Uh, at some point, you do have to take calculated risks. Uh, I do think uh, they're they're getting there. Um, obviously, they have this new nasal, uh, you know, the spray vaccine that you can take. And it would be very easy to administer, especially at all of these uh, checkpoints where they have uh, uh, testing, uh, if you can just, you know, go from one place to the next place or at the same place, uh, get the uh, vaccine and all you're doing is inhaling it. That may be an option. Uh, obviously, everything should be on the table. Um, but, you know, as I said, uh, people do not want to make mistakes. It's uh, often fatal to your career in China. Yeah, and just tell us a little bit, I guess, about uh, the other side, though, because we've seen those uh, images of protesters. We know, as I mentioned, censors scrubbing social media of any mentions of unrest. But is there support as well for these lockdowns? Well, there are. I mean, you know, quite curiously, uh, down in Guangdong, uh, when they started opening up and loosening um, the number of days that you had to be in quarantine, there was a lot of concern about the number of people coming over from Hong Kong. They said, look, the, you know, these, you know, the COVID is rampant in Hong Kong. All you're doing is importing it into China. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, local officials and people were saying, look, you don't don't let them in. And yeah. this kind of you know, it's very dangerous because people start looking at foreigners as the problem. And All it's right. really a, a global issue. Aina, thank you for your time. Aina Tangan is Senior Fellow at the Taiha Institute, joining us from Beijing. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.